Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is Carter Peterson. And this is Ben Redder Peterson. And this is Peterson on Pattinson. Where we discuss the latest news and reviews of Robert Pattinson. Our own personal butterscotch the miniature horse. Great. I think I came in early on this one, guys, so the theme song is going to go a little long. Yeah, we just need to kill some time. You know, whatever. It's cool. This is a great Robert Pattinson podcast. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, Each week, we kind of do a deep dive on a movie. Maybe we go off on a couple of tangents Mm -hmm. occasionally, but that's okay. People seem to like it. This is good content. Some don't. I don't think I don't think everyone likes it. But. We just over here popping tents. Yeah, that's that's what we call making good content. Yeah, popping tents, right? Yeah, is that is that what we call it? Us, we we sling tent. Yeah, we we're slinging tent over here. Yeah. Uh, do why have we never done a mailbag? Bags. Uh, we I mean, we did do the uh, the the viewer quest or listener questions, but yeah, we've yeah. never done the listener mailbag. We um. We get a lot of mail from our friend Sandal. Yep. And I don't. Is it Sandal or San, Sandal? Sandal, Sandal. I, <laughs> I have gotten more mail on my mispronunciation of things than any other subject. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would not be surprised if I'm mispronouncing. It's it. pronounced forks, <laughs> with an F. Yes. Yeah. That's a reference to that town where. The high school is right where the but high not, school yeah. is not. Kalama. It's not Kalama. 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 Mm-hmm. I think it's Kalama. Yeah. This week we're going to talk about Queen of the Desert. It's a Werner Herzog film. It's a real stinker. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Don't bury the. Come on now. A little. We need to build a little yeah. uh, excitement. Tension. People. People. Yeah. Exactly. No, this yeah. movie should have built excitement. <laughs> yeah. It. That would have been cool. Yeah. Can you imagine? That would have been great. Yeah. yeah. We usually start the episodes with someone doing a little synopsis. That's my turn. Me. Ben, ben Redder Peterson. I'm just going to read the premise from the Wikipedia because uh, I I thought if I read it while I was watching the movie, I would be able to understand the film better because I felt lost during a lot of it, and um, you'll see why it did not help. Uh, So here we go. Gertrude Bell, a daughter of wealthy British parents, has no interest in the social life of the London elite. Balls. (laughs) Balls. (laughs) Receptions and a life of privilege bring her only boredom. Aspiring to some usefulness in her life, Gertrude decides to join her uncle, who occupies a high diplomatic position in Tehran. There, the young lady not only encounters the Near East, but also falls in love with an embassy employee, Henry Cadawan, Cadahan, Cadigan? James Franco. James Franco. Tell me why so. However, their romance does not last long as her parents consider the young man a poor matrimonial choice for their daughter and forbid the marriage. Desperate, Henry dies by suicide, failing to Wait, reconcile... Wait, that, that's how he died? Yeah. That's oh my God, I didn't even get that. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> he wrote that about? note. He yeah, wrote, I guess he so. He wrote the coin. He sent the other half of I the coin. I guess I was back. just I was already out of the movie by this point. They, like <laughs> they talk about like This was like he, 30 minutes in. They go to that it's they go 45. To the cliff. 45? Yes. They, okay. They go to the cliff. Yeah, yeah. And she's like Yeah, he's like oh, I'm feeling I feel lonely. I go up there when, when I'm feeling lonely. Right. Yeah. Where did they find him? Yeah. At the bottom of that cliff. Okay. That's what the And a pile of <laughs> his clothes. Yeah, across the river. Ah. Uh, 
They find a pile of his clothes, and then they find him a day later at the bottom. I guess that makes sense. So this is a two-hour and ten-minutes-ish movie? Mm -hmm. Two hours and five, maybe, before credits? Right. So that's 45 minutes in to this movie. So uh, I'm going to read the rest of the premise. Keep going. Keep going. Desperate, Henry dies by suicide, failing to reconcile himself in the enforced separation. For the remainder of her long life, Gertrude Bell completely devotes herself to exploring and writing about the Near East. They they cut the entire last two thirds of the movie into a sentence and a half, right? And yep. just that right. boring romance with James Franco, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who uh, was a snooze in this movie. <laughs> so boring. I watched Spring Breakers like a week ago, uh, and I was like, oh, God, this guy's problematic, but he can act. This was boring. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know that he's the only guy. He didn't have an accent, right? He just plays James Franco. He's James Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Plays, yeah. He, I he think I, I feel like there was like every once in a while you'd get like a slight twinge of an accent. Really? But like very I, infrequently. I yeah. was like, was his sister the one that kept asking if he would do card tricks? And pool? No, it was, oh, it was was her cousin, I think. It, okay. That, it was the was, daughter of the uncle. Okay. Like, the like reading, with. I read a bunch of reviews and I got little bits and pieces of the story <laughs> that like I didn't understand as I watched it. And so apparently uh, the girl, yes. that girl and Nicole Kidman are supposed to be relatively the same age. Uh, they're 55 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just stating. Why is like, that I, real? Yes. Yeah, Nicole yeah. Kidman, Kidman plays a like, twenty-year-old at this right. movie. She's like six-two, and the girl's like four-one. <laughs> There's, uh, yes, that's blowing my mind. <laughs> yes, they are both love interests of James Franco, right? Those are, are both. And yeah, that's not some like, like childhood crush. She is like trying to marry this guy. I guess it doesn't help that it it's like a small person asking uh, a seemingly adult person, "Hey, will you show me magic tricks?" Right, right. Like yeah. it's that's bizarre. Well, I mean, Nicole Kidman asked him for the magic trick that's too. True, but I like when when she's asking, like going back to when she's asking, he's just like, "Nah, I don't want to do that. Nah, leave me alone." <laughs> I, it's I, the least like nineteen ten British person of all time. Right. Oh, totally. or whatever. It's like nineteen hundred, right? Right, it, right. At that, exactly. at that point, yeah, yeah. It's like nineteen oh two or three. Yeah. So that's Tom Cruise. Tom, you know, that guy plays. I, I guess he plays fifty year olds or whatever. Like he, he plays well below his age. Sure. Seemingly, right? I love it. Nicole Kidman doing the same thing, but she is playing like. A twenty-year-old, and she is fifty, and they're not—you know—they're not, you know, not de-aging like they're, her they're with not, CGI yeah, or anything. They're, they're not like putting that. another actress in to play young Nicole Kidman. Yeah. They're just like, and oh, like it's, her I'm, makeup doesn't even change throughout the movie either. Right. No, she like looks right. the same like, age throughout. She yeah. spends she spends thirty years in the fucking desert, and her skin is beautiful yeah. at the end of this movie. She never covers her face, nope. you know, against the elements and her it's skin never even is, a sandstorm. Her skin is flawless. Queen of the desert. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Do you have a trailer for this? I do have a trailer. Here we go. The deeper we immerse ourselves into the desert, 
the more everything seems like a dream. I would like to introduce Gertrude Bell. You will not scare the young man with your intelligence. Dear God, send me an earthquake, please. What about Tehran? Every step in the desert, life and fire claim me. This little venture of yours is dangerous. Woman alone, venturing out in the desert in times of war. The Jews will take you for a spy. I am a spy for no one but myself. A woman passes through the entrance at the woman's sight. This woman is joining the myth. Paradise has no time, no age. It awaits us. There you go. That was the trailer of Queen of the Desert. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a there's an interesting thing. There's an interesting little uh, crossover that I found doing some research, and there was a uh, film festival where the Zellner brothers released Kumiko. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as a guest, it was there was the the guy asking the question, the moderator, and then the guests were the Zellner brothers. And Werner Herzog. All right. And so they together, uh, this is for Kumiko. So this is before they started doing this and before they had started doing Damsel, obviously. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that both pairs end up going on and making a film with a female lead and Robert Pattinson in a very minimal supporting role. And men who kill themselves because they can't be with right. the female lead. Exactly. Exactly. Twice in this movie. I just feel like it's crazy. If you told me that in 2014 that Werner Herzog or the Zellner brothers were going to make, I don't know, I think you put your money on Werner. Making the better film. Making the yeah. better film. Yeah. And my God. Yikes. That yeah. is not how I it mean, turned out. I mean, if that dude can make a movie about a cave interesting, you know, I kind of had some hope that this movie would oh, be pretty he, good. Yeah. I mean, I and think it was not. I think we could all agree this is like his worst film. Like, yeah. I haven't seen everything he's done, but this is the worst thing I've seen. The, the, yeah, by far. Yeah. This is the least, in, this is one of the least interesting things. Uh, and also, we're doing no disrespect to Bob here because he's in it for all of uh, five minutes. He's yeah. in like three scenes. I would I would say he's he probably plays the Lawrence of Arabia role. Like he he is one of the best parts of this movie. Yeah, I'd, absolutely. Um, he's fun. Yeah, he's yeah. fun to watch. Like, yeah, because he because I think there's a lot of stuff with T. E. Lawrence where maybe you know there's a lot of ambiguity around his sexuality sure that i think pattinson pulls off really well like i i think just he's he's very playful and yeah. fun and like yeah he'd be he's the guy you would want to hang out with 
in this yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah, he's like, oh, imagine God. me having a wife. That exactly. sounds like the worst. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, do you want me to kiss you? You know, Nicole Kidman kisses him, and he's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> he rolls his eyes back. It's so great. Can I read you yeah. my favorite line from when they meet? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Thompson, I have a PhD in medieval pottery shards, and it follows me around like the wafting of an old spinster's fart. <laughs> I there are Is that before or after he calls uh the location they're at a dump? This <laughs> This movie has a couple of super anachronistic lines where you're just like, come on, guy. Like what were, they weren't called farts back then? I, that is not one of them. <laughs> Oddly enough, that is not one of the lines. It is the one where they are in Petra, right? The place is beautiful. Yes. Just this, the, you know, this cliff dwelling. I don't know. I find it hard to believe Gertrude Bell shows up. T.E. Lawrence is standing there. And the first thing he says to her is, this place is a fucking dump. <laughs> Like, I kind of doubt. And I just, I like, I find it hard to believe that's the way he talked. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's too bad we don't have any other movies to uh, right. compare. Com- compare yeah. how, yeah. And there's another one where uh, when James Franco is sort of sending some vibes to Gertrude Bell, to Nicole Kidman. Yeah. The younger of the two has that little breakdown at the dinner table. Yeah. And what's the dad say? He says, my table is a no-cry zone. (laughs) What? (laughs) 1908, no-cry zone. Yeah. No, that's that's real. Come on. That tracks. That tracks. I... No. That is some dumb dialogue. The, the, and, all of the dialogue is in the, in this movie is bad, and it's it. Herzog wrote it. I know that was the crazy. He did? That yes. was the craziest oh part to me. I like <laughs> midway through this movie, I was like, okay, I know that sometimes the studios will like get Herzog to direct something. Like, who wrote this piece of trash? And I had to go in and look up the writer, and I was shell-shocked. Ben, ben doesn't even believe us. He's over is there he the, like... Well, I mean, I'm not... Is he the sole credited writer? I believe the so. The only one. Yeah. There is Shut one the credited writer, door. and it's him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's such a... It, it's like, this is a passion project for him. He tried to get this off the ground for years. Crud. Absolute crud. <laughs> he wanted to make something more horrific than the act of killing... <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh he had just been in Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise and he's like, I got great. I gotta work with Kidman. His yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's so good in that movie. Right. Herzog? Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, that I definitely like Herzog in that movie. Yeah. I think the, the Jack Reacher movies are a little overlooked. They're I haven't seen great. the second one, but I, I really enjoyed the first the one. The first one's killer. They're, yeah, they're just Mission Impossible the, Light. The Zek. The Zek is cr- <laughs> That's Herzog. Right? Yeah. Isn't he like Isn't missing fingers? Yeah, yeah. Too? He had to he, chew him off to stop off. the frostbite. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's a better Herzog movie. Yes. What's better, Jack Reacher or something directed by Werner Herzog? Jack Reacher. Written yeah. and directed by. Soinks. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. I I believe that's right, right? Like, yeah. No, yeah. It's One soul writer. Soul credited writer. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. It's not great. I thought um, this movie had some really nice uh, 
B-roll of camels. I thought that was all pretty good. <laughs> the camel stuff was, was like the most uh, Herzog-like yeah. of anything There was else. one shot of them all drinking at a water trough, and then it kind of pans up, and it's just like looking up at them, and they look like, you know, dinosaurs or something. And you're kind of like in awe of uh, these camels, and I was just like, that's the best part of the movie. I was thinking, that's funny, I was thinking about Jurassic Park when uh, it was just like the camels just making that loud yeah, camel their, noise like what's a and Nicole Kidman's screaming. got the hangover because she was she was out drinking <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with Lawrence. Zach well, she was, uh, <laughs> what hangover? Oh, right. okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, during I, that, I like Kimiko, how she. I like how she kept uh, uh, trading away that dude's stuff. You know. He gave her the guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave her the guns, and she just instantly gave it away. And then he, like, stole a super fancy horse for her, and she just traded it for four camels. It, wait, he's painting Great. it? Yeah, I didn't know what that was about. Uh, Maybe because he had stolen, stolen, right? Yeah. He had told the people that owned the horse that he had to go kill it, that it was sick, so they had to kill it. Okay. So then in order for her to be seen in public with it they had to disguise it so he was painting spots on it <laughs> so they took it to the pay and spray that's <laughs> what i'm getting mm-hmm. that's what i got from that's that. ridiculous yeah yeah there's uh in that kamiko interview with the zellners yes there's a herzog uh line about animals about directing animals Herzog said, uh, they are always directed very precisely. As a filmmaker, you need to know how to hypnotize a chicken. There are a, there are a surprisingly large amount of Werner Herzog quotes about chickens. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he said, in a way, the chicken sequence is some of the finest I've ever shot. The crew hated it. I sent them to lunch and shot it myself. That's my boy Herzog. That's great. About directing have you, chickens. Have you heard his quote about, you know, looking into the eyes of chickens? This is a great Robert Pattinson podcast. Totally. Uh, Look into the eyes of it. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do the Herzog. Yeah. Look into the eyes of a chicken and you will see real stupidity. It is the kind of bottomless stupidity, a fiendish stupidity. They are the most horrifying, (laughs) cannibalistic, and nightmarish creatures in the world. Chickens. (laughs) Yeah. Herzog's, he's got opinions. He's cool. Yeah. So, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I I feel like this is another thing where I think Robert Pattinson has made some decisions about roles strictly based on the director. Totally. Yeah. You know, like, and sometimes you get the damsel. Sometimes you get good time. Sometimes you get the rover, and sometimes you get Maps to the Stars and Queen of the Desert. Man, and as much as I don't really like Maps to the Stars or Cosmopolis, I would 100% watch those over this. Like, totally. Oh. <laughs> yes. Like, they're, oh not even, they're not even close. Both yeah. of those movies... Uh, both of those movies are in my top ten. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see if this makes my top ten. But yeah, I mm-hmm. would I would watch either of those movies over this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this movie's boring. I 
Right. That's like, I, I want to defend it somehow. Like I want to come up with something. Uh, I did think of what I was going to say. Um, is this the first and only time he got the and as credit in the opening credits? Oh, I, I did no- notice that. I noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I'm not sure about only. Um, this is one of those though. things that this is one of those things that we will find out because someone will be on our Twitter or yeah. sending us a mail. And I love when uh, the and as credit has the most ridiculous character name. And it's it's not something you would know from that universe or anything like that. Like, this is fake, but it's always like, and Wilford Brimley as Dr. McGillicuddy. I just, what's the point of putting the character's name there? I mean, in this instance, it's and Robert Pattinson as T.E. E. Lawrence. Right, but, right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Werner Herzog is going to make, here's the here's the pitch that Pattinson got. Werner Herzog wants to make a feminist Lawrence of Arabia. Almost certainly that is what was said at some point in the filming of this. This is the feminist version of Lawrence of Arabia. And it's just not. It's just not that. I don't think this movie really has anything like specifically feminist to say, except like, hey, girls can do cool stuff too. uh, That's it. I mean... She never marries. She makes that her choice. Uh, yeah, she, right. yeah. I mean, there's a few things that are, but I mean, I guess just coming off damsel, you know, oh, damsel trying far to, more. I think trying so. to compare, yeah, 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 and and there's no, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. Go back and watch that. How much love interest is there? None, yeah. none, none love interest in Lawrence of Arabia, like shoehorning that into a movie, where. I, I don't know the total biography of Gertrude Bell, yeah, but I would not be surprised if some of this stuff is just made up whole cloth. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I, f- I feel like the historical stuff is is real. Sure, but the totally yeah, the love interest to- stuff to- totally. Like, so she walked up to some guys at a party and we're like, "What? Who's dead?" Right. That part was weird. Dropped her glass. Yeah, oh. I, I hate that. I hate that thing in movies where you have to. Um, explain what something is the first time you mention it. Like, but that's the award for people who die in battle. Oh, that's, <laughs> right. that's such a poor device. Right, right. Yeah. Uh. So she has, this is, uh, she has a secondary love interest with Damien Lewis, yep. uh, who was killer as Steve McQueen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. That guy. Like, if you look at pictures, side-by-side pictures of Damian Lewis and Steve McQueen, it's weird. Like, think of that dude, and then, yeah, they they look very much, you know. Uh, I went to England a bunch of times, and the first time I went, I was with my brother, and we were walking down the street, and there was a shop, and in the window of the shop, there was two cardboard standees, and one was Tupac, and the other was Steve McQueen. (laughs) (laughs) And my brother just stopped and went, America. <laughs> like, that's what British people think America is. <laughs> Just action movies and rap. There would have been, maybe, maybe there would have been an Elvis. You know, maybe. <laughs> or I think John a, Wayne. Yeah, or like, sure. It, no, that's, yeah. Who are the most American people we can get to put in our shop window? We walked by the yeah. uh, Scott, Scott Free production company in London. Oh, that's cool. Randomly. Like, we're walking down the street, and I just... I saw that bird, and and it was just uh, the window was 
like frosted and then there was the clear section was that bird from the scot free and i just like i i think i tweeted at the time or something my head i nearly cracked it off my shoulders because i saw it out of the corner of my eye and it took a second to click and then i just pivoted so hard i like hurt myself like oh my god and then we peeked through the window and all the uh the clapper boards from every production was on the wall like gladiator alien everything yeah. wow every clapper was domino everything i i have a picture and i'm fairly certain you can make out domino in the picture <laughs> yeah. actually there were a bunch of uh tony scott too right but yeah 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 like, that's domino. yeah that's oh, dominoes yeah, yeah. okay yep yep yeah man so good so good yeah that production company didn't we talk that you you were more Tony than Ridley people? Totally. Uh, yeah, totally. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nothing of Tony's is as good as a couple of Ridley's best films. Sure. But as just a body of work, yeah. you could just pull any Tony film and you have fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, I would rewatch any Tony Scott movie and I've seen them all. Yeah. I cannot say that for there are a couple of Ridley movies that if that came up, just be like, oh God, no. Tony Tom- Scott and Ridley, oh sorry, Tony Scott and Jerry Bruckheimer is like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> dessert. Like, give me that. Yeah. Like, let me get a bite. Yeah, yeah. Tony yep. Scott's like a real Lincoln Park, you know. Like once you've seen one of his movies, you've you've seen them all. But kinda, they're all yeah. bangers though. Yeah. They are. Yeah, and yet all bangers. Yeah. Great. I, yeah, Tony Scott's really good. Really, really good. Yeah. In the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's uh, Lincoln Park. It is Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah. See, this is a great, great Robert Pattinson podcast. It is. Uh, I want to start a band with my um, business associates called LinkedIn Park. Google alert. <laughs> That's... uh. That's great. That's great. There has been there has been no end of kind of tenant related news. Uh, the trailer for the lighthouse drop. We we talked about that yep. briefly. Mm-hmm. And tenant. There's there's a gif out there of the lighthouse that I don't want you guys to see. That's not in the trailer, but all that. There's a article came across today. Uh, Buddy Duress should be a huge mm. star, but he can't stay out of Rikers. I love that dude. So, yeah, our guy Buddy is back in Rikers, and uh, it's just an article about how he was posed to be like post good time, just post to take off, and he's he's just been in and out of jail since then. So he's currently in his, I believe it's his tenth stint in Rikers. Uh, He had stolen $3,000 from his mom in like forged checks and stuff for... That's some some 1960s shit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Allegedly stealing checks and forging her signature to the tune of more than $3,000. Pawning her TV. Yeah, I couldn't take it. He would call in the middle of the night and just ask for money. It was for drugs. Um... He actually had just finished filming another role, uh, Flinch, 
and he needed to do some ADR lines. And so the director of that film actually got with the mom and, you know, it's like this indie film and they put up the money for the bail together. Like the mom and the director talked the mom into helping to put him up just to get him out so he could do the lines for the film. Wow. Um, Yeah. So come on, buddy. We're uh, we're rooting for you over here. I love you. Pete on Pat. Of course, he's great in good time, but he's also really good in the commentary. He talks a lot (laughs) about like... A surprisingly large amount of that movie seems to be based on his Rikers Island prison journals. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like he, uh, he's talking about like when they're hosing them down with like a, it's not even pepper spray. It's some chemical they use. That's like even worse than pepper spray. And they're just like hosing it in rooms. And he's talking that, about how they'll just like cram like 20 dudes in a cell that are supposed to hold like 10 and then just start spraying this thing. Like that's like fights will break than, out. Yeah. Fights will break out, and they can't get, you know, there's two people fighting, and they don't want to go in, so they just hose the whole room. Like, God. It's, uh, it sounds very not good. Yeah. So, come not on. Good I, I hope he, I not hope he's a good time. doing all right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He gets well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Best of wishes, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Sorry for downer time. No, but it's okay. Yeah, that's uh, today's, today's in the New York Post. Yep. Sad. Yep, there you go. Uh, what else? What else do we got about this movie? Robert Pattinson, barely in it. Barely. And plays Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Plays T.E. Lawrence. Should be great. No. He was great. Yeah. The three three guys in this film, you had uh, Franco. Lewis. Uh, Damian Lewis. And Robert Pattinson, who this podcast is about, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, this isn't Peterson on Lewis. No, no, no. Who who gave the best performance of those three? Bob, easily. Yeah, yeah. easily. Question. Bob. Yeah, yeah. I did like I did like Damian Lewis. Yeah. In this. I didn't really care for his character. Uh, I think, but yeah, yeah. I I think I think his romance stuff with Nicole Kidman was way way better than James Franco's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, far more understood and relatable and yeah. what was going on. Maybe it would be a thing where if if it were understood that Nicole Kidman at the point she was with James Franco was supposed to be 20 and not 55-year-old Nicole Kidman. Was James Franco also supposed to be 20? <laughs> I don't know. Because now, now I'm thinking about that too. I'm like, like he's almost 40. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. We, it's a weird a, ass movie. Yeah, it's it's got some confusing stuff. Slightly I'll, confusing. Also, never, oh, go ahead. Sorry. It does like jump around time a lot in like not always the most clear to follow ways. Like there are a bunch of time jump cards, but then there are also just like, oh, I've been here for a month doing this, and like yeah. sometimes you can't tell if this is happening. Like, yeah, yeah. when? Because this this movie spans like twelve years. Is that all? Like it was, it was so hard to figure out the time frame of it. Well, I think because it, it's it is about to be World War One. Yeah, right. right. So nineteen fifteen. Yeah, right. Also, they and got it, that they got that classic line about how everyone's coming into the war, and they're mentioning America. Like, come on, America didn't get into that war until the very, very, very end. <laughs> 
It took mm-hmm. another like two and a half years. Hey, for we're number yeah. one. I don't yeah. want to hear yeah, any. I know. I know. That's totally of the, the thing. United that's States. Like, yeah, we have a perfect history. Yeah, we've always treated everyone with respect. Yep, all humans. This is a joke, by the way. Especially, I mean, to... especially in the Middle East. Yeah. Like, we've True. never done anything real kind of underhanded over there. Only everything. They, they they specifically, actually, at the very end of this, kind of call out Gertrude Bell's hand in, like, dividing up the territories yeah. yep. and yeah. then handing some of those territories over to England. Yeah. So it's like, and it's sort of played as, like, I don't know, is that was that supposed to be a good thing that... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not super, super into it. Uh, there was a line in the middle of the movie where maybe is just a, my favorite kind of thing in the movie, unrelated to Robert Pattinson. Uh, she's in the desert and it was right after she left Damian Lewis, that guy. Yes. Uh, and the guy comes to cook her an egg <laughs> and he's like the desert doesn't know eggs i don't know what to do with this and she's like you boil it and he's like i okay uh i for how long and uh she says for 5 minutes and he says the desert knows no minutes and she says for the length of a prayer and he says ah ever present I just I liked that that like she put it in a term he could understand and his thing was like oh prayers they are ever present in the desert yeah eggs not present in the desert time not present prayer I get it that was it well that goes along with the idea that she was the only like foreigner to ever understand the people yeah 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 um yeah length of, yeah that's <sighs> As a, this is as me digging <laughs> to find something nice to say about this movie. Yeah. Uh, There's that one shot of a dude uh, holding the arrowhead that goes on for like <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh, wait. So, and I have to ask about that. Is that, that's the point where, because uh, she's, when he picks up that arrowhead, she's narrating and saying something mm-hmm, to the yes. effect of, uh, yes. this was a peaceful land and uh, like it's been peaceful for, for centuries or something to that effect. And so he just finds this arrowhead and they're like, oh, she's right. People have been fighting in the desert forever. <laughs> Did you all get that too? Do you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. I, I don't think I was paying attention to what she was I, saying. I, I was, was going so on. zoned out. Oh, the narration is her talking about how <laughs> like, uh, like her mentor had said that there had never been fighting in the desert for some like uh, indeterminate period, like, period of time. Yeah. And so um, that guy picks up the arrowhead right. during that. Yeah. And then after he does that, he does that weird, like, smile. Right. And then she's like, and then I decide to be an archaeologist. That, uh, my thing with that was they should have cut that dialogue down because the shot of the arrowhead in the hands, I was just fixated on, like, how long are we going to look at this guy's fucking hands with an arrow in it? Because it was, like, a minute and a half shot. It's long. Of yeah. what, weirdly, like, an uncomfortable amount of time <laughs> on his hands. Yeah. And the thing is, I watched three quarters of this movie, and I couldn't take it. So I turned it off, and it's like, okay, I'm going to pick this back up later. And then today, Carter, it's like, oh, I got to watch the movie. So we watched it together. 
So I rewatched the whole thing, and like that shot the second time was even worse. Yeah, it was worse. So not into it. It's no. weird. And and there were a another couple of examples where people held stuff with both hands, like and, the egg. and the item oh, in the yeah, middle. The egg. Yeah, yeah, just weird. What? I don't know. That's some weird Herzog shit. I didn't really like this movie. <laughs> no. What if we got this movie, but T.E. Lawrence was played by Klaus Kinski? Great. <laughs> what if? Great. Uh, what if um, Gertrude Bell was played by Klaus Kinski? <laughs> <laughs> that would be. That would be. That, probably even better. That would be an amazing film. Yeah. <laughs> Klaus Kinski and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Whoa. Hamming it up. Yeah. Hamming it up. Yeah. What what about okay oh here's a thought experiment yeah, more dream just, casting just occurred to me you're casting this film Robert Pattinson gets his pick he can be the James Franco role the Robert Pattinson role or the Damian Lewis role what's what's the best role for him I think even though he has the least time I think I'd still prefer him staying where he is yeah me too. But is that because he's so good? Like, because he puts personality and quirks into that role. Like, what if he could put that personality and quirk into the James Franco role? I already saw yeah. Bellamy. Yeah. And didn't like it. Yeah. I just, Man, that's a tough question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I love what he did with the T.E. Lawrence thing. And he does, he did say in, in a lot of interviews that, you know, physically he's a lot different than T.E. Lawrence. And he it's had like to six kind of, inches taller, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's way bigger and just, you know, physically they're not the same person. And so he had to kind of make the character his own. Mm -hmm. And I think just the little like flourishes yeah. he does with his hands and kind of like, I, I loved it. Yeah. Plus he's loved got that it. Lawrence of Arabia hat. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. That's great. Loved it. He he was wearing, oh my God, in that one shot, he's wearing the seersucker suit jacket, the white and blue pinstripe seersucker yep. yeah. suit jacket with the Lawrence of Arabia headgear. <laughs> oh my God. He rocks killer. it. No, he, he rocks yeah, it. He looked great. He looked killer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did we ever see his hair? No, I don't think I don't. he ever took that off. Yeah, he always had that on. Wasn't there? No, in the in the very beginning, is he? He's wearing that hat. That's how is. I was like, oh, he's he gonna wear is. that Lawrence of Arabia yeah, hat this whole movie. Right. The first time like, we see him, he has it on. He's indoors yep. with all the English people in a meeting. I guess also. How old is he in that shot? Because isn't he supposed to be twenty two when we meet him later on? <laughs> Well, we meet him later on. I'd say, but isn't probably. that a? But that's a. But that's a. Um, but that's a flash. Like okay. in the beginning, he's older. Okay, so when it's we see him in Scorsese the, thing of showing the middle of the movie exactly. In the beginning. Okay, exactly. Right. Yeah, because that is after all those people have interacted with her. Okay, I guess I didn't get that. But yeah. I see now. Yeah. Right. Right. Because people are kind of like uh, rolling their eyes at the guy who's being a dick. He's talking about Gertrude Bell. Yeah. And Damian Lewis and T.E. Lawrence have both inter I think. I think that's Yeah, because correct. that yeah. it says before that, like right after that scene, it says 15 J years earlier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I yep. remember that now. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, also, one weird complaint I had about this movie, but the uh the opening 
sequence of just the sand dunes and then the font over the sand dunes. That font Garbage. looked I, comically bad. Garbage. It was so terrible. There is a review uh, in Collider for this film, and uh, it, it just had a lot of lines that were like, I'd like to offer him a mulligan. I'd even love to see him try again because Bell deserves something that looks, sounds, and acts better than a History Channel narrative that happens to have real-life movie stars. That was Brian Formo from Collider. Somewhere else in that Collider review, he actually calls out the font as yeah. like, from the very beginning, it looks like a History Channel movie. The font is terrible. It's so like, bad. Oh, I was going to say this is like, the lifetime version of yep. Lawrence of Arabia. And yeah. not even the female touch. It's just, it feels like direct to cable. That like, is entirely yeah. the Collider review is entirely that. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, well, glad I caught that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Pattinson, who's admittedly been great in The Rover and Cosmopolis, plays Lawrence of Arabia like a beatnik poet playing dress-up in the desert. Brian Formo from Collider. Oh. <laughs> not cool, dude. Not, not cool, Brian. We yeah. got, we're got. we going to have some words. Yeah. He, you Let's know. get him on the horn. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sure he'd be willing to back that up. Oh, yeah, he probably if, if he was on this podcast to discuss Queen of the Desert, that would be more interesting <laughs> than the movie Queen of the Desert. Oh, yeah, it would be great. Yeah, Maybe I should think about, you know, uh, I should go find the most negative review of any of his movies and then and get we, that. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst idea. I thought that the two Bedouin dudes at the end who... The king of Iran and Jordan? Not Jordan, yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought those two Bedouin dudes looked dope yeah, with, with their, their falcons. Hawks. Yeah. Yep. Their falcons in the desert. You know who they reminded me of? John Wick 3. No. They reminded me of the Dr Dracula dudes. From Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what are those guys' names? Uh, uh, Vlad, Vlad and... Uh, like another I, I always want to say Peter, but it's not Peter. Yeah, the other, yeah. Do your Vlad saying Carlisle? We do not care what you did, Carlisle. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. That, that was those Bedouin dudes of this movie. That yeah, like those brothers, just yeah. cool, <laughs> cool, yeah. So there you go. Do we they, want to? Uh, you know what they should do? Hmm. Those guys could really shine if they took this movie and made it into five movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh clearly, clearly a queen of the desert saga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> new moon in the desert. That would be great. You got queen of the desert. Lord uh, of the Ocean. Queen of the Dessert. Ooh, <laughs> desert and dessert. Yep. Um, Let's power rank this thing. Uh, do any of us need to change our top tens? Um, do any of us need to change our top fives? No. no. Let's call out our top five and then just say where this movie fits. Maybe just, you know, you can kind of give some context. We could, we could uh, do a refresher on our bottom five as well <laughs> maybe let me start it yeah i it. never start this 
Okay, it does not hit my top five. My top five are number five, Breaking Dawn Part Two, number four, Cosmopolis, number three, Damsel, number two, High Life, number one, The Rover. Let me hit you with my bottom five, starting at 11 and just going 11 to 15. Oh, okay. Yep. 11, Eclipse. 12, Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh, 13, Bellamy. 14, New Moon. 15, Queen of the Desert. Wow. Bottom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, I like, I did not like New Moon. The thought of, you know, these two DVDs are sitting in front of me, New Moon and Queen of the Desert, and I'm grabbing New Moon all day, every day. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think that's, yeah. Which is terrible. Easy. Like, it is unforgivable to make a boring movie, in my opinion. Like, that is the worst sin of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Boring. Man, come on, Herzog. I know. I can't believe he wrote this thing. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. All right, who's next? I guess I could go. Go for it. All right. So my number one. No, no, no. I guess we're doing five up and then yeah. 11 down. Yep. Uh, my number five is Twilight. My number four, Breaking Dawn Part One. Three, Damsel. Two, High Life. And one, The Rover. Yep. My number 11 is New Moon. 12 is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. 13 is Remember Me. 14 is Queen of the Desert. Mm. And 15 is Bellamy. Wow. Really? I think I'd rather watch this over Bellamy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was rough, though. I mean, like, I think both of those movies have very similar, you know, just dreadful viewing <laughs> experience. <laughs> like, <laughs> a d- <laughs> Queen of the Desert, a dreadful <laughs> viewing experience. Yeah. Maybe a little better than Bellaby, but not a lot. Hit me, Ben. Uh, five to one, Breaking Dawn Part One, Breaking Dawn Part Two, The Rover, which apparently it's illegal for me to feel that this is not the best film he's ever made. Shout out to Scotty. <laughs> Did someone say that? Uh, yeah. If I'm not, if I don't have The Rover at number one, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I like. <laughs> Damsel is a hey. great feminist work. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Keep going. Uh, so number three, The Rover. Number two, High Life. Number one, Damsel. Yep. Uh, going from 11 to 15, Twilight, Water for Elephants, Bellamy, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my>. Number 15, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> this is just this is like it's this is all personal for you it's entirely personal i had to watch that whole movie Uh, that's great wow so uh scotty how crazy is it that uh, in this last week, there was a film festival going on, and so Carter and I went and saw a bunch of films. I don't remember which which one. Were Mandy, we, at? we were at we Mandy. were at Mandy, and we tweeted that we were going to be there, and 
we were walking out and a guy comes running up to us and he was like, hey, are you guys Peterson on Pattinson? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it turns out it's uh, Scotty Wright, Twitter follower, who I don't know. I, we did not ask him. I think we were both shocked that some. Yeah, I was amazed. That, that A, someone listens. And yeah, that they were people in, listen. They do, they do. That's but so weird, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I believe he's totally an organic follower because none of us know him, right? Like, so it's just a weird. So shout out to Scotty Wright. What up, Scotty? Yeah. What up, Scotty? Shout out. I think I think you're totally correct. Ed's Ed's doing the list completely correct scotty also is totally <laughs> rubbing it in our face that he was going to tiff and gonna oh. go see uncut gems in the lighthouse yes oh my god let's see ed's top 10 list on twitter yes 44 likes eight retweets okay ben's top 10 list on twitter 18 likes one retweet oh hey what's the time frame on that by the way what do you mean? When did you post yours? Well, about an hour earlier than yours. <laughs> Have you posted mine? No. Oh. No. People don't care. I guess not. I guess they, they might care. I'll post yours tomorrow. 19 I'm, likes. I'm the iPad guy. <laughs> Two retweets. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me get another comment in there. <laughs> uh, that's great. My phone's blowing up because you're... Because <laughs> I'm liking my own stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. I don't. I didn't really do a big uh, scouring of our Twitter. I, we definitely had a lot of interactions. Uh, we had some email and some messages. Send Sandal, them in. all nice. Sand Sandal. Yep, all of them were great. Uh, yeah. Um, I think next week we're gonna do life. Right. It's literally all we have. Life. That's from the show review. Sorry, Andy um, Daly. Haven't we talked about this? I think we have talked about this. It's too. one of you got to see it. It's such a great show. Anyway, sorry. Oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's so good. We're talking so, about Dane can you DeHaan, watch right? that somewhere? Yeah, uh, Hulu. Okay, great. I think so. Mm -hmm. Dane DeHaan is in Life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Dane DeHaan and um, I feel Robert like Pattinson. I really Ooh. want to like that guy. Yeah, I, I know what I you want mean. He's a really good actor. <laughs> He sounds like if Batman was played by Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dahan is in um, Valerian in the City of Valerian, Planets, which yeah. Ben loves, which I watched on 4K UHD Blu-ray last night. Oh, my I gosh. Do not, I do not love that movie very much. How big is your TV? 60 inches. Oh, okay. Diagonally. How big is it vertically? Uh, hold on. I'm thinking of the Pythagorean theorem. Okay. How's Robert Pattinson? What Doing all right. Have you great. seen all those creepy pictures of people following uh, him and Sookie walking around? I I follow enough Twitter followers, and I just I'm I'm on the periphery of the the fandom that I find interesting. <laughs> yes, the fandom that like. I like Robert Pattinson as an actor. Yeah. I I really don't give a shit about his 
personal sex life and relationship status. He's married. His private life. Kristen Stewart. Married to Kristen Stewart. Yeah, like that whole thing. they're both gay. They're both what? They're both gay. That fucking bullshit theory. They're both gay but married? Well, yeah, that they're married to hide the fact that they're both gay. Oh, oh, uh, cool. That's such like Like a homophobic bullshit. All of that stuff I'm just not into. And so I see it and... And sometimes I don't even I, I I lack a context sure to even understand what people are talking about. So like pictures paparazzi following them around in London, that's that's a thing of fandom that I would not be into. Oh, some of these pictures are it's clearly like a person walking right behind them. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. less than five feet behind them taking right. pictures of their back right. as they're yeah. like holding baseball hats over their faces. Right. Like Right. Leave him alone. All I can say is I'm Rob Sest. (laughs) You know? Sest. I'm just Sest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, We'd love to have Robert Pattinson on this podcast. Absolutely. I would love it. I would love it. And still his people have not contacted me. Maybe I should send them. I should send him another mail. Yeah, I'll probably hit him. Yeah, back. I should probably get him. Uh, get him on the horn. Write him a letter. Just cut out a bunch of little letters from <laughs> magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I we have him. a podcast about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Go watch Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Love it. I yeah. love that movie so much. Yeah. What? You Nick don't have Cage. a favorite track pipe? It's a great line from that movie. That. Yeah, he never watched. He never watched uh, Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. With. Do you think he watched Lawrence of Arabia? (laughs) (laughs) I think he probably did. It's weird when he doesn't watch the movie. Yeah. That's interesting. Watching this, I don't know. (laughs) But. (laughs) He, uh, um, what was that? uh, What did we just watch? Oh, we just watched Last, uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. With Harvey Keitel. And? Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Who's in a film with Robert Pattinson called The Lighthouse. Yeah. Can't wait. Which is playing at TIFF. Scotty's going to TIFF. Scotty listens to the podcast. (laughs) Scotty, take us to TIFF. Full circle. (laughs) Watching that movie last night, you know, uh... I I think that Martin Scorsese has the most interesting to things say things to say about religion in very very brief moments of his movies. Like, sure. Like uh, the scene in that movie where Jesus, you know, uh, it's after he gets crucified and gets down, and then he like goes up to the Apostle Paul or whatever to Harry Dean Stanton, and he's still preaching that all that stuff happened even though it didn't. I thought that was pretty cool. But it did. And Harry Dean Stanton, like, that's my theory is like, he's just seeing Harry Dean Stanton in current day. No, like, I like to think it actually, the Apostle Paul was Harry Dean Stanton. (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Is. He's immortal. Still alive. Right. Yeah. Right. Wait, what? No. Harry Dean Stanton. He died? He's dead. When did he die? Like two Uh, years ago. Yeah. And he was. Cut that out. He was 90 91. 91. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I know. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, T-O-R-N. Yeah. Rip Torn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's a really good, there's a really good Harry Dean Stanton interview on the, is it on it was a, Par- it was Repo Men? Oh, uh, Repo Men, the criterion of that. Have you seen that Harry Dean Stanton interview? No. Oh, it's, it's just him talking about like philosophy and. Yeah. Oh, ugh, God, I would, yeah. Pre- predestination. Like, it doesn't matter what you do because everything is predestined. Everything is written. He everything keeps saying is, everything is written. Yes. Nothing matters. It's all uh, written. And yeah. the guy's like, isn't that very like nihilistic? And he's like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> Harry. Yeah. The it's best. like Metallica said. Nothing else matters. Yeah. Great. And they had long hair for that, so you know it's true. Yeah. Right. In the end. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Play that song. All right. Here we go. Yeah. So this is a really great Robert Pattinson podcast. Yeah. Good content. Pitching, pitching the best tents over here. Oof. Slinging them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter Facebook, the Google. Internet. But yeah, www.peteonpat.com. Yep. Gmail. Uh, Gmail at... Uh, Peteonpat at gmail.com. Yeah, that's easy. Yep. Bing I, image search. Yeah. yeah. Bing. To- Bing totally. us. Internet archive. Yeah. Archive.org. Dogpile.com. Uh, Ed Peterson did the uh, theme music to Pete on Pat. It's very yep. good. It's, yeah. It's all right. Banged it out. Why'd you bring it up if you didn't want us to? <laughs> ah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, just looking for stuff to say. Smash those sub buttons. Smash them. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Ben's wearing a Twilight New Moon t-shirt today. Looks great. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs> we lost. We lost Ronald Reagan, though. Is that why we're building a wall? Yes, because we lost Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Is that what you mean? No, because they tore it down. Oh. So now we're building a wall. No. No puppet. Not... <laughs> no puppet. You're the puppet. Uh, yes.